Section 4 India's Love Lyrics by Lawrence Hope. Recorded by Helen Williford Lauer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Kotri by the River. At Kotri by the River, when the evening sun is low, the waving palm trees quiver, the golden waters glow. The shining ripples shiver, descending to the sea. At Kotri, by the river, she used to wait for me. So young she was, and slender, so pale with wistful eyes, as luminous and tender as Kotri's twilight skies. Her face broke into flowers, red flowers at the mouth. Her voice... She sang for hours, like the boobles in the south. We sat beside the water through burning summer days, and many things I taught her of love and all its ways. Of love, man's loveliest duty, of passion's reckless pain, of youth, whose transient beauty comes once but not again. She lay and laughed and listened beside the water's edge. The glancing river glistened and glinted through the sedge. Green parrots flew above her, and as the daylight died, her young arms drew her lover more closely to her side. Oh, days so warm and golden. Oh, nights so cool and still. When love would not be holden and pleasure had his will. Days when in after leisure content to rest we lay. Nights when her lips' soft pressure drained all my life away. And while we sat together beneath the babble trees, the fragrant salty weather cooled by the river breeze. If passion faulted ever and left the senses free, we heard the tireless river descending to the sea. I know not where she wandered or went in after days or if her youth she squandered in love's more doubtful ways. Perhaps beside the river she died, still young and fair. Perchance the grasses quiver above her slumber there. At Kotri by the river, maybe I too shall sleep, the sleep that lasts forever, too deep for dreams, too deep. Maybe among the shingle and sand of floods to be, her dust and mine may mingle and float away to sea. Ah, oh, Kotri by the river, when evening sun is low, your faint reflections quiver, your golden ripples glow. You knew, O oh, Kotri river, 
that love which could not last. For me, your palms still shiver with passions of the past. Farewell. Farewell, Aziz. It was not mine to fold you against my heart for any length of days. I had no loveliness, alas, to hold you. No siren voice, no charm that lovers praise. Yet in the midst of grief and desolation, solace I my despairing soul with this. Once for my life's eternal consolation, you lent my lips your loveliness to kiss. Ah, that one night. I think love's very essence distilled itself from out my joy and pain. Like tropical trees whose fervid inflorescence glows, gleams, and dies, never to bloom again. Often I marvel how I met the morning with living eyes after that night with you. Ah, how I cursed the wan white light for dawning and mourned the paling stars as each withdrew. Yet I, even I, who am less than dust before you, less than the lowest lintel of your door, was given one breathless midnight to adore you. Fate, having granted this, can give no more. Afridi, love. Since, O oh beloved, you are not even faithful to me, who loved you so, for one short night, for one brief space of darkness, though my absence did but endure until the dawning light, since all your beauty, which was mine, you squandered on that which now lies dead across your door, see here this knife made keen and bright to kill you. You shall not see the sun rise any more. Lie still, lie still. In all the empty village, who is there left to hear or heed your cry? All are gone down to labor in the valley. Who will return before your time to die? No use to struggle. When I found you sleeping, I took your hands and bound them to your side, and both these slender feet, too apt at straying, down to the cot on which you lie are tied. Lie still, beloved. That dead thing lying yonder, I hated and I killed. But love is sweet, and you are more than sweet to me who love you, who decked my eyes with dust from off your feet. Give me your lips, ah, lovely and disloyal. Give me yourself again, before you go down through the darkness of the great blind portal, all of life's best and basest.
you must know. Erstwhile, beloved, you were so young and fragile. I held you gently as one holds a flower. But now, God knows what use to still be tender to one whose life is done within an hour. I hurt? What then? Death will not hurt you, dearest, as you hurt me. Just for one single night, you call me cruel, who laid my life in ruins to gain one little moment of delight. Look up, look out, across the open doorway, the sunlight streams. The distant hills are blue. Look at the pale pink peach trees in our garden. Sweet fruit will come of them, but not for you. The fair, far snow upon those jagged mountains that gnaw against the hard blue Afghan sky will soon descend, set free by summer sunshine. You will not see those torrents sweeping by. The world is not for you. From this day forward, you must lie still alone, who would not lie alone for one night only, though returning I was when earliest dawn should break the sky. There lies my lute, and many strings are broken. Someone was playing it, and someone tore the silken tassels round my hookah woven. Someone who plays and smokes and loves no more. Someone who took last night his fill of pleasure, as I took mine at dawn. The knife went home straight through his heart. God only knows my rapture, bathing my chill hands in the warm red foam. And so I pain you? This is only loving. Wait till I kill you. Ah, this soft curled hair. Surely the fault was mine to love and leave you even a single night you are so fair. Cold steel is very cooling to the fervor of overpassionate ones beloved like you. Nay, turn your lips to mine. Not quite unlovely there are as yet, though quite untrue. What will your brothers say tonight returning with laden camels homewards to the hills, finding you dead and me asleep beside you. Will he awake me first before he kills? For I shall sleep here on the cot beside you when you, my heart's delight, are cold in death. When your young heart and restless lips are silent, grown chilly even beneath my burning breath. When I have slowly drawn my knife across you taking my pleasure as I see you swoon. I shall sleep sound, worn out by love's last fervor. And then, God grant your kinsmen kill me soon. Yasmini At night when passion's ebbing tide left bare the sands of truth. Yasmini resting by my side, spoke softly of her youth. And one, she said, was tall and slim. Two crimson rose leaves made his mouth, 
and I was fain to follow him down to his village in the south. He was to build a hut hard by the stream where palms were growing. We were to live and love and lie and watch the water flowing. Ah, oh, dear delusive distant shore, by dreams of futile fancy guilt, the riverside we never saw, the palm-leaf hut was never built. One had a tope of mango trees, where early morning, noon, and late, the Persian wheels with patient ease brought up their liquid silver freight. And he was fain to rise and reach that garden sloping to the sea, whose groves along the wave-swept beach should shelter him and love and me. Doubtless upon that western shore, with ripe fruit falling to the ground, there dwells the peace he hungered for, the lovely peace we never found. Then there came one with eager eyes and keen sword ready for the fray. He missed the storms of northern skies, the reckless raid and skirmish gay. He rose from dreams of war's alarms to make his daggers keen and bright, desiring in my very arms the fiercer rapture of the fight. He left me soon, too soon, and sought the stronger, earlier love again. News reached me from the Kabul court, afterwards nothing, doubtless slain. Doubtless his brilliant, haggard eyes long since took leave of life and light, and those lithe limbs I used to prize feasted the jackal and the kite. But the most loved, his sixteen years shone in his cheeks transparent red. My kisses were his first. My tears fell on his face when he was dead. He died. He died. I speak the truth. Though light love leave his memory dim, he was the lover of my youth. And all my youth went down with him. For passion ebbs, and passion flows, but under every new caress, the riven heart more keenly knows its own inviolate faithfulness. Our gods are kind, and still deem fit, as in old days with those who lie, whose silent hearts are yet unlit by the soft light of infancy. Therefore, one strange, mysterious night, alone within the temple shade, recipient of a god's delight, I lay enraptured, unafraid. Also to me the boon was given, but morning quickly followed mirth. My son, whose father stooped from heaven, died in the moment of his birth. When from the war beyond the seas, the reckless lancers home returned, their spoils were laid across my knees, about my lips their kisses burned. 
back from the comradeship of death, free from the friendship of the sword. With brilliant eyes and famished breath, they came to me for their reward. Why do I tell you all these things, bearing my life to you unsought? When passion folds his wearied wings, sleep should be follower, never thought. I let us sleep. The window pane grows pale against the purple sky. The dawn is with us once again. The dawn, which always means goodbye. Within her little trellised room, beside the palm-fringed sea, she, wakeful in the scented gloom, spoke of her youth to me. Ojira to her lover. I am waiting in the desert, looking out towards the sunset and counting every moment till we meet. I am waiting by the marshes, and I tremble and I listen till the soft sands thrill beneath your coming feet. Till I see you, tall and slender, standing clear against the skyline, a graceful shade across the lingering red, while your hair, the breezes ruffle, turns to silver in the twilight and makes a fair faint aureole round your head. Far away towards the sunset, I can see a narrow river that unwinds itself in red tranquility. I can hear its rippled meaning and the gurgle of its greeting as it mingles with the loved and long-sought sea. In the purple sky above me, showing dark against the starlight, long wavering flights of homeward birds fly low. They cry each one to the other, and their weird and wistful calling makes most melancholy music as they go. Oh, my dearest, hasten, hasten, it is lonely here. Already have I heard the jackal's first assembling cry, and among the purple shadows of the mangroves and the marshes, fitful echoes of their footfalls passing by. Ah, come soon, my arms are empty and so weary for your beauty. I am thirsty for the music of your voice. Come to make the marshes joyous with the sweetness of your presence. Let your nearing feet bid all the sands rejoice. My hands, my lips are feverish with the longing and the waiting, and no softness of the twilight soothes their heat. Till I see your radiant eyes shining stars beneath the starlight, till I kiss the slender coolness of your feet. Our loveliest, most reluctant, when you lay yourself beside me, all the planets reel around me, fade away. 
and the sands grow dim, uncertain. I stretch out my hands towards you while I try to speak, but know not what to say. I am faint with love and longing, and my burning eyes are gazing where the furtive jackals wage their famished strife. Oh, your shadow on the mangroves and your step upon the sand hills. This is the loveliest evening of my life. Thoughts Muhammad Akram If some day this body of mine were burned, it found no favor, alas, with you. And the ashes scattered abroad, unearned. Would love die also? Would thought die too? But who can answer, or who can trust? No dreams would harry the wind-blown dust. Were I laid away in the furrows deep, secure from jackal and passing plow, would your eyes not follow me still through sleep, torment me then as they torture now? Would you ever have loved me, golden eyes, had I done aught better or otherwise? Was I over-speechful, or did you yearn when I sat silent for songs or speech? Ah, beloved, I had been so apt to learn, so apt, had you only cared to teach. But time for silence and song is done. You wanted nothing, my golden sun. What should you want of a waning star that drifts in its lonely orbit far away from your soft, effulgent light in outer planes of eternal night? Farewell. Farewell, Aziz. It was not mine to fold you against my heart for any length of days. I had no loveliness, alas, to hold you, no siren voice, no charm that lovers praise. Yet in the midst of grief and desolation, solace I my despairing soul with this once for my life's eternal consolation you lent my lips your loveliness to kiss ah that one night i think love's very essence distilled itself from out my joy and pain like tropical trees whose fervid inflorescence glows gleams and dies, never to bloom again. Often I marvel how I met the morning with living eyes after that night with you. 
Ah, how I cursed the wan, white light for dawning, and mourned the paling stars as each withdrew. Yet I, even I, who am less than dust before you, less than the lowest lintel of your door, was given one breathless midnight to adore you. Fate, having granted this, can give no more. End section four, India's Love Lyrics by Lawrence Hope. Recorded for LibriVox by Helen Williford Lauer.